Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Joining us right now for the second appearance on the Lisa Wexler Show, delighted to have him back, is Jim Cole, who represents United Illuminating. He is the vice president of projects, a 29-year veteran of the company, and he is brave enough to come on the Lisa Wexler Show to insert himself as part of this very heated monopole debate about what United Illuminating is doing and whether and to what extent it is the best thing for the community. At 203-333-9422, you're welcome to call and be part of the show, or you can email me if I can get to it during this conversation, but I may not, with your own question if you would like me to ask Mr. Cole. Jim Cole, welcome back to the show today. Hello. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Glad to be back. I'm a repeat guest. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty proud of that, uh, quite honestly, and I'm looking forward to discuss this project uh, with you and um, try to get a, uh, across as much information as I possibly can. That's fantastic. So, Jim, in light of what the Siding Council has told UI to do, but also in light of what you now see, it's months since we've had our first conversation, you now see that there's organized opposition from grassroots groups, from the town of Fairfield itself, from Bridgeport joining into this. There's a lot of opposition to your proposal. What is United Illuminating willing to do to alleviate the the kind of objections that you're hearing from the community? Yeah, good question. Uh, excellent. Uh, really like to discuss that. You know, we take the concerns of our um, ratepayers and citizens very seriously. I would say that, you know, it's really great to have a process like we have here in Connecticut. It's a legislative process. It's a procedural process that goes through the siting council, and it allows uh, anybody to intervene and state their case and go in front of the siting council and put on the table all of their positions. Um, and, you know, it was very extensive. There was numerous hearings, testimony, many questions answered. And at the end of the day, the siting council, you know, did their best to balance all of the um, stakeholders' input and also the need to ensure safe, reliable electric delivery to uh, our customers.
workers in the state. You know, UI takes that very seriously. We have to keep the uh, the power flowing. You know, in those lines, they've been serving our customers uh, for a very long time, but it's it's time for them to be replaced. Um, so the siting council, you know, based on the voluminous information in the uh, in the docket, um, you know, came up with this proposal uh, to try to balance those needs and move it to the north side, uh, which we're respecting that decision. And now we're going to start down uh, that path. Uh, we're going to look for opportunities for for input and feedback uh, as we can as we go throughout this process. It will it will take some time though. Well, were you surprised that they asked you to move it all together, given the fact that it wasn't like you proposed, here's alternate A or B? Were they telling you to do something that now that you are the VP of projects could be, in fact, not even feasible to do? No, it's definitely feasible. So when we go into the siting council, uh, we always give alternatives, right? So we gave at least five alternatives, different okay. configurations that we put forward, south side, north side, uh, different crossings at different uh, situational uh, situations throughout the uh, the route. Um, now, during the, um, during the hearings, they asked a lot of questions, uh, the commissioners, many questions about many aspects of the program. There were a number of questions about the north side uh, alternative. Uh, okay. quite a few questions. So it is in the realm of possibility that they, you know, could ask us to move to the north side. And and that was their ultimate decision. And, you know, we're going to follow uh, through on that. Um, you know, the north side is a little different than the south side, certainly. Uh, and the customers are there, commercial uh, properties. There's a lot of open land on that side. But the one thing I want to bring up is there is an existing line there on that south side. There's already a transmission line there. So uh, we're going to have to work uh, around that, within that, and, and along that. And that line that's there today on the north side will actually have to be replaced by this new line. Um, and, you know, it was one of the reasons we didn't put it as a preferred solution. Um, so, you know, it's definitely doable. We just, it's going to take some time to work out all of the details. Uh, you know, when we put five alternatives on the table, we go forward to the siting council with our preferred design, detailed design. We have information on all the other alternatives, but typically with a permitting process, a siting council process, you know, you, you pick one that's preferred, you do the detailed work on it, and you ask the, the siting council and the permitting group to review that and weigh in on that. Just like if you were going to go to yes. a builder and say a builder, you know, I'm going to buy you five. Uh, here's five houses. Here's five pictures of houses, right? Each one's a little different. One's more expensive than the other. And you pick one. I want this one. Well, that's the one they're going to bring forward to the permitting uh, uh, aspect of it. And, you know, just like any process in permitting, uh, they could change it. They could modify it. Um, you know, move the pool over here, move the fence a little closer, have a little different with the electric and the water. And in this case, this is what they came up with for us, trying to balance all those uh, stakeholders' um, you know, concerns. What's, what's better about the North proposal? In other words, why do you think that the siting council preferred it to the one that you put in? 
Well, you know, I, I try not to think about what they were thinking about, but I try to go by what they put on the record, you know, yeah. so and I'll paraphrase some the of their stuff. Well, they put they on the record that, you know, the the South Side is more urban, it's more developed, it, it has more historical context to it. They felt the North Side has a, a little bit less of that and decided to move it uh, to the North Side. So do you yet, do you have a map that the public can see where the siding council's alternative preferred siding would be? Is that already up on a map that the public can view? No, we don't have that as of this time. Um, I mean, you can go, say you go on Google Earth, and you can easily see where the existing line is. There's a, there's white transmission towers running along that um, north side already, and you can see where they are. And just kind of imagine they're kind of, it's going to kind of be in that same, that same path, that same location. Not exactly. I mean, we have to do a detailed design. We really got to get out there in the field. We got to do measurements. We got to look at the environment. You know, these lines were, you know, probably put in place when there was less development at the time. So now things have been built around it and different things that we have to work around to ensure, you know, uh, clearance uh, and safety and make sure we're built it so it's it's safe and reliable. Uh, but no, I mean, well, you can go to the old application and you might be able to see some stuff on that north side. There's drawings in there. Uh, but as far as we're we're going to place poles. We're not there yet. You know, we really have to get out there and do our due diligence work. And, you know, that's the information that we're providing to uh, the folks out there right, right now, the abutters. There's a letter that we have provided to them talking about the process just so they're aware that we're going to be around, we're going to be out there, uh, so they're not surprised, you know, over the next coming months that we'll be doing this type of work to get a real good detailed design done. So you already sent a letter to people that are the abutters. Are they abutters within 250 feet? Are they abutters because their property is directly adjacent to this land? What kind of uh, leeway have you given in terms of informing people? Yeah, in this case, we're, we're those who we feel are along that line there. We've, we've walked out there. We've, we've given them information. We've talked to them. Probably where we got to do some measurement, you know, their their property backs up to the uh, to the corridor, the railroad corridor. So we're giving them that information. Okay. And have you given a list to the? T- uh, by the way, is this exclusively in the town of Fairfield, or is this now also in the city of Bridgeport? Uh, it's also in Bridgeport. Um, but that is, uh, they didn't really modify that in Bridgeport, uh, the design. Um, but we do have to do some work in there, uh, for sure. Um, they had asked when we go and, and, and look at the Bridgeport design that we file a petition, but primarily right now, a lot of our, our bulk of our work is going to be in Fairfield because they really, they moved the line to the, uh, to the North side. So have you informed the town of Fairfield of the list of abutting properties, or did you get the information from the town of Fairfield so you know who the abutting property owners are? In other words, how did you gather that information, and how can people take a look at who the abutting landowners are if the public wants to see? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah, generally, um, you know, we'll visit the, um, the offices, the town halls, um, and we'll pull that information uh, from those records. And that's how we do that. I don't think we've provided a list to the town, although it's a good thing to think about. I'll talk with the, uh, the team about that. But we generally go by land use records that are available in the towns, just like we did before. Uh, and we meet, we go out there, we got to meet them face-to-face. Uh, you know, sometimes a, a, a person could have changed or there could be a different owner and the records could be off. So we want to make sure we make some direct contact. Now, we had heard that UI was going door-to-door knocking on doors. Is this the knocking on doors that we've heard about or is there something yes. else happening? Yes, that's it. That's it. This yeah, it's it. informational and there's a letter. Um, that, you know, is signed by me and it just goes through, you know, the steps we're going to do, you know, with the engineering, the environmental reviews and the surveying that we need to do. And there's also contact information on there if they have any questions. Um, But we generally are trying to get uh, a face-to-face conversation. Our public outreach folks are, are out there doing that. So if you get a knock on your door right now from UI, it's likely because you are now deemed to be an abutting landowner for this project that are going to put up these enormously high monopoles. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Um, Enormously high. I mean, there are, there's already a transmission line there, you know, for sure. How high is the current transmission line, Jim? How high is it? Oh, gosh, I would say they are probably in the 90 foot range. And these are going to go up to 125 feet, another 35 feet high? Well, it depends. Location for location, it's going to be a little bit uh, variable. You know, it, it could be 10% higher in some cases or maybe maybe less, maybe more. You know, again, it gets down to the exact design and seeing what's out there. So let me ask you this. Uh, we haven't talked about, but it's the elephant in the room. And we, you and I spoke about this months ago, but it seems to have really gathered its own force. A lot of people would like to see United Illuminating Berry as much of these power lines as is feasible and possible to do. Um, and they are skeptical of the amount of money that you have claimed that it would cost, and they haven't seen any independent bidding to assure them that that's true. Um, and so what is United Illuminating digesting in the way of the really strong community ask that a lot of this project be buried? Yeah, I mean, this topic was covered extensively, you know, in the uh, siting council process. You know, there was information and detail we provided about um, our underground estimate. You know, we stand by our underground estimate. We did an estimate for this particular location. Uh, it's it's fairly robust, and, you know, we do stand by it. Uh, it is cost prohibitive. 
uh, for sure. Um, I think the siting council also mentioned that. And I know uh, I saw one interview with Governor Lamont, who uh, I think he used the term frighteningly, frighteningly expensive and uh, wondering about who was going to, to pay for that. Uh, I think we maybe have talked about the process where, you know, most of, a lot of this cost is what we call regionalized, so it will be spread amongst uh, the New England states. However, if there's something specific to a state uh, that is not really uh, required for the rest of these states, you know, it's, it's potential that they would have that cost just go to the state. And that has to be worked out through the process. Well, it's the first time I'm hearing you say that it's cost prohibitive. The last time we spoke a few months ago, you said that it was expensive in compared to other choices, but you didn't use the word cost prohibitive. Um, and as far as what the governor said, everyone is entitled to their opinion, and it's it's subjective. I don't think the people of Fairfield or Bridgeport are going to be satisfied with the conclusion that something is cost prohibitive until they can see alternatives and some kind of competitive bidding so they know it to be true. I mean, just taking somebody's word for it is difficult under these circumstances. Yeah, understood. Um, I, I do I do see the point on that. You know, we provided as much information as we could on our estimate, and, you know, that, that's where we stand today. So, uh, all right, and... Um, and so what I'm hearing from you is that the next step from UI's point of view, one of them is happening right now in terms of letting the public know that their homes are going to be affected by this project. The second thing is that you're doing more detailed studies in response to the siting council's decision. And then, of course, there are things outside your realm, particularly, which may have to do with appeals and litigation and things like that. That really isn't what you work on every day. Right, Jim? It's not your it's not your task. Well, no, as far as appeals and those kind of things, really, I, you know, I, I can't comment on something that perhaps hasn't happened yet uh, for sure. But, yeah, we do need to do a detailed design because at the end of the day, we have to build it, you know, so it'll it'll stand up and it'll be um, within code and, uh, you know, stay away from buildings and, and the ground and, and all those kind of things. So we have to do a detailed design. And then we have to understand, you know, how we're going to build it, you know, the constructability of it uh, has to be done. So it, it is an extent process um, that we're working through right now to get there. Understanding the wetlands, any other geotechnical, physical constraints that are there, uh, etc. Are the towers going to be, we know they're going to be substantially taller. Are they also going to be wider and bigger? I don't think necessarily they will be, um, you know, even perceptibly wider or bigger. Um, I don't see that in talking with the design team. You know, it's really around the materials you use and maybe the depth of the foundations that you use. Uh, You know, it's hard to tell... 10, 15 feet, you know, from something that's that's that tall. Um, you know, there's a lot of infrastructure in the area already. You know, if you think about it, we're also taking down um, towers and lines that are on the railroad. So even though, yes, we're, we're adding, well, actually, we're, you know, we're, we're adding a new line where there is an existing line, but we're also going to be taking down the wires and towers that are on the tracks. So that does reduce some of the visual, they call it visual clutter. What about... Um... Um, what about designing these structures to try and avoid bird strikes? Trying to avoid bird strikes? Yeah. 
you uh, know, bir- birds hit uh, birds hit structures, and we're trying yep. to educate ourselves about that because, I'm, and I'm not saying that these towers are by any means a a very uh, strong contributor, but we know that buildings are, and we know that structures are. And I'm just wondering, since you're the project designer, whether or not when you build these tall structures, you take into account collisions with birds to avoid them. Generally, I haven't seen that as much of an issue here in my uh, years uh, on this particular line. I do know if there are, in these type of poles, uh, they don't, we worry about nesting sometimes. You know, these type of towers don't generally lead themselves to nesting because there's not too much for them to nest on. But if, if there was a concern, you know, we would build platforms for them to nest on. Uh, I, I don't see that much as an, as an issue. You know, it's going to be, you know, straight up poles uh, and with just, you know, with the wires on them. But, you know, as far as the birds striking them, we do make sure the clearance is there between the conductors. So even if they land on them, they don't get across them because they won't be able to span across the conductors and make contact. You know, a bird could sit on a wire, and they always do. Um, so, I, you know, I don't have a really great answer for you because I don't really know that I see that big of an issue of bird strikes here. Okay. All right. Well, Jim Cole, thank you very much for coming on. As always, we appreciate it. And you've been very informative today. And, and thank you very much for that. The community is really yeah, very, very interested absolutely. in this project. So thank Have you. me back anytime, Lisa. You know, certainly, you know, uh, we're here to, to meet with, the, with you, to meet with the public, to answer any questions. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're trying to maintain the integrity of the electric system because it is such uh, a benefit to the society. So I thank you very much. Thank you very much, Jim Cole from United Illuminating. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 